Welcome to the Dugout Podcast, a podcast for the love of sport. Join us for the ups and downs of all the beautiful games. Get in touch with us on the dugout.ie, on Twitter at the Dugout Dublin, and on Facebook. So we're back here again, lads. It's good to be back. Yeah. Harry's keeping. <laughs> Not too bad. Feels like we haven't been away that long at all. No, no. Um, it's been. Uh, I've missed it, to be honest with you. I've missed, well, I don't know if I've missed you too, but <laughs> <laughs> I've missed the podcast. Yeah, we should just uh, carry around uh, recording equipment with us. That's it. Like, yeah. We still basically, I have to listen to Ian all the time. Like, yeah. I just don't have a microphone in front of me. It's hard to escape each other, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're married now. Speaking of trying to escape. <laughs> yeah, there is no escape no more. There's no escape now. No. My only outlet now will be sport and podcasts. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Depending on what you're allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to up it to about six times a week. Yeah. yeah. And what about you guys? You guys are homeless at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. House hunting. Yeah. yeah. If anyone out there wants to give them a home. Yeah. Don't. Don't. <laughs> you'll yeah. regret it. Thanks. I think it, it's a nice time to be starting back in, though, you know, just as the, the football season starts yeah. getting going. It's a good point. Yeah, and the Premiership finishes. And the Premiership finishes. Thank God. I'm kind of glad to see the back <laughs> of myself over, at this stage. Yeah. yeah, it's been a pretty poor year, I think. I haven't really enjoyed it too much. I no. don't enjoy it ever, so I'm just glad <laughs> it's over. I almost. <laughs> yeah, well, I normally enjoy it, but I think... like, Don't worry, the transfer window opens. Oh, yeah. Very soon. We'll be all over. Transfer now. window, deadline day. Uh, Jim White off his rocker. The last few deadline days have been poor, though. Yeah, I'm expecting good big things this one yeah, yeah well, at least this transfer point, window United point everybody inside any yeah. player that's willing to put pen to paper they'll sign him up yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if they basically bought about nine players this year yeah so replace the whole team yeah pretty well, much a, a lot of them <laughs> and if a couple of good players like Rooney I suppose is okay but other than that there's not really a whole lot going on like see if they can recoup any of that money that they wasted on Di Maria yeah yeah, I suppose uh, we may as well get started on our first sort of topic. Yeah, we need to avoid the Premiership. It's an idiot. Premiership, yeah. So um, I think we start off with heroes and villains then. Oh, you're starting straight into heroes and villains. I don't mind. I don't want to. I didn't want to put you down right at the start of the show. <laughs> start as you mean to go on, I suppose. <laughs> you come here with a plan, and Ian just is like, "No, yeah, I'm do it a different way." All right, yeah. sorry. No, sorry. no, oh, you, no, no. We'll go with you, Ian. We'll go with you. I'm sure you'll probably throw a few more curveballs as as the as the yeah. show goes on. Yeah. But uh, I think we should let Orla go first now. Why is that now? Well, ladies first, first my <laughs> back and all, you know. Yeah. So you're bottling it. It's basically uh, what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, th- I thought it was the, the gentleman thing to do, but... No, uh, I can see through your... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, we should go in height inches. You can go first. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll go. Um, I'll start with my heroes. With positive. Um, the IRFU, the ladies um, or the women's rugby team have won the right to have their World Cup. In Ireland, which is great. I mean, the girl, the women's rugby team have been doing outstanding over the last few years. Um, they've won some amazing competitions. They've played great. They're great ambassadors for the country, for women. And it's just great to see uh, the ladies' team getting more attention and it coming to Ireland. It's going to be kind of tough to argue with that. <laughs> yeah. As but, much as you want to. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, you don't like, have to argue. <laughs> no, like to be honest with you, I think there's a danger that it's just going to be played in front of crowds of twenty people and stuff like that. Like they'll probably send them to down the mainlands and stuff for the matches. Like there's no point in putting them in the, in the Aviva or anything because well, you obviously haven't been researching this. There's the, the venues are already set. <laughs> oh, already? Yeah, there's only two venues. Uh, I think it's out in DCU and it's out in Belfast. The only two venues. Oh, they're not playing any in Mullingar. They normally play some of the so, smaller no. matches in Mullingar. I'm nearly sure I read that name. Maybe I'll be laughed at after claiming that I've researched <laughs> this. But, um, oh, I think I think there's only the two venues. All right. So I think that like they'll they'll probably try and put like several games on in the same venue, like one after another. So they'll try and boost the crowd. But I think like, Ireland doesn't host many events like this. I think you'll get a decent crowd out sporting. I think them. you will. You yeah. love a bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and no, it was actually a big Irish sport when when Ireland were in the last World Cup. Yeah, that's that what I mean. Seen. I think it's gaining traction, and I see a lot anyway from people on Facebook, like my own friends, sharing things about um, the ladies' team and you know wishing them good luck. And you see, there is it is picking up. You know, it's still not obviously not up there with the men for the media attention, but it is growing. I think, which is good. No, it it is definitely, and like I think they won. They did a Grand Slam or they won the Six Nations a couple of years ago. Yeah, they um, definitely won the Six Nations anyway. Yeah, they're um, like some really good players. Like the coach who came in really kind of professionalised their attitude towards it. Like a lot of the players have been there for a good few years, yeah. but he really kind of got them focused. And I think you can see as well, I think the team's spirit seems to be great. You know, you can see it after the games when. Um, when they're you know walking around the pitch and hugging each other and gradually, it's just and the encouragement you can see that that goes along with it like and they are very professional like, you yeah can tell. and like very good like Neve Briggs is outstanding mm. like rugby yeah. players should probably walk into any team in the world yeah so I think yeah, yeah I think they're doing they, great things they basically knocked out New Zealand at the last World Cup who were yeah. pretty much favourites for yeah. it at the time so they're um it's it, it's not a competition that they'll be going into just to, to host and, and, and take part like they'll really be looking to compete oh no they want, it's coming to Ireland they're going to want to put on a good show they want to be celebrating at home yeah and know, I, in front I, of the crowds and yeah <laughs> and I hope it is supported well and yeah. like, I hope the, the clubs really get behind it yeah. yeah I think like having it in a couple of venues would be is a good idea to have a, f- a few games on a day like yeah. would be a good idea in terms of getting crowds out and stuff I think like as that. well people can make a day of it um you see it a lot with the kind of Dublin GAA now I probably only notice it because you know we're Dublin supporters but the the men's GAA team support the women's GAA team a lot you know you see them at the games you'll see them telling them to go out and support them and yeah that's probably part of their AIG sponsorship as well but um, AIG have done a great job sp- um, sponsoring both teams um, on all the billboards you'll always see the men and the women and everything on it and I think you know it's not just oh women should support women's football and, and rugby like everyone needs to turn around and say you should be watching this it's yeah. going to be great well like we went to one of the Dublin matches when they were playing Tyrone in the league and there were three Dublin like of players from the men's team there so like obviously they do have an interest in it yeah like, and it's not just a hobby despite what I may joke about sometimes <laughs> no they were like they were there to watch a good game yeah yeah, and support their county yeah and you'll see that in the rugby anyone who goes anyone who's a fan of rugby will go and will enjoy those games like they're 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 very high standard um so like it's something that I think it's good it, it's going to raise the profile of the game yeah. for women in Ireland and it can only be 
can only be positives come from it. Mm. Yeah, really. So, like, yeah. and if if they're not live on TV, you can normally stream them, or else you can watch them again on RT player or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd be really disappointed if they weren't. Oh no, no, I'm talking yeah. about their, I'm talking about their current games. Oh, the like, current there is quite games, a yeah. they do Sorry. get quite a lot of exposure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, they do, and they deserve it. And like, I've seen them play on the TV a couple of times. Yeah, really good. Oh, they are impressive. So, so who's your villain then? I'll give her that one anyway. <laughs> yeah, I will. My yeah, villains. Are my villain? Yeah, I suppose villains are um, spectators, but in particular the spectators um, at the Giro Italia. And uh, there was two incidents. One where a spectator was cycling alongside and crashed into what do they call the, the pallet? The peloton. The pallet. The peloton. Yeah. And um, and another uh, spectator with a camera um, ended up hitting off somebody. Hit hit off. Hit off one of the cyclists who fell and badly broke his arm. He was being operated on today, and he in turn took down a raft of other cyclists, including the race favourite Alberto Contador, who dislocated his collarbone. And Is this your villain or Castle's no. villain? People with cameras, because cameras and like are so accessible now, they're on phones. They just ruin everything now. Like you know me, I love taking pictures, but. I've tried to stop at things where there's crowds of people. Like we went to the Red Bull ice, what's it called? Ice crash? Yeah, crushed ice. Or crushed ice. Or crushed ice. And you couldn't see anything because people were just holding their cameras up and they weren't even watching the event. They were watching it through their phones. Yeah. And it was just like, I got one good slow-mo video and then I put the phone away. And, but it was just, they just ruined everything. Yeah, you should actually probably put it up on the, Facebook page. Oh, that yeah, video. it's actually a good video. Yeah. But um it uh and then getting so far in the way as to knock someone off the bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just ridiculous. Like I think it does need to be better police though, you know, like if they're gonna like the routes are planned out well in advance. Like they, they shouldn't I know it's it's hard probably on especially the mountain roads to keep the sporters off, but there definitely Allowing there should be more people to cycle up beside them. Yeah, it like there was no barriers, yeah. and your man decided on a fixed gear bike to try and cycle beside the peloton, and just absolutely buried, crashed it, like buried himself into them, like took down a whole load of cyclists. I mean, again. the poor cyclists—they've worked so hard for some. I'm trying to think of a word I can say. Yeah. Some idiot to yeah. uh, just come and knock them off their bikes is unreal. Yeah, like you'd expect people who are trying to follow a cycle race to actually be able to cycle, but uh, <laughs> obviously this clown wasn't able to do it properly. Yeah. Now, like, and it's a dangerous enough sport. Like, I think one of the cyclists, one of the favourites, uh, possibly Vio or something, he um, crashed coming down a, a descent the other day. And, like, when the cameras actually got to him, he was, like, face first down on the road with blood pouring out of his face. Like, really bad injuries. Um, like, didn't regain consciousness on the road. He only regained consciousness, I think, in the air ambulance going to the hospital. Now, he is okay, but he's very, very lucky. Like, if, if you're coming down a hill at like 50, 60 miles an hour, like, well, probably close somewhere around that, and to come off on a bike, like, it's dangerous enough, you don't need fools on their bikes trying to take you out either. Yeah, they have selfie sticks on their, on their bikes now, next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And swords, just to hit people. Patents yeah. pending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you could definitely make a few quid out of that one, yeah. I <laughs> New version of the GoPro kind of going down there. Yeah, the do it the opposite way. Yeah. Um, so what about you guys? Good choices, Castle. Yeah, not bad. I'll go next, team. Go on. We'll leave you to last. Thanks. 
I'm going to start off with my hero, who is, of course, an impossible to argue with, Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> Listen. Uh, no, can, can I even justify it before you, you decide to have a go here? It's not exactly original. That's uh, not what I'm saying. It's not. It mightn't be original, but the man deserves credit. It's his final game tomorrow in Anfield. Um, and Didn't he retire before? No. no. no or has no. he just always been talking about it? He retired from oh. international football. Yeah, oh, right, sorry, yeah. that's probably what I'm thinking about. But yeah, he like he's he's just been such a legend at Liverpool. Like I know where like myself and Ian anyway are Liverpool fans. Um so we're probably a little bit biased on it. But I think players like him and like Lampard and stuff who who've been around the premiership so long and have given so much to I know Lampard's obviously had a couple of clubs, but the likes of Jared has just had one club his whole life and mm. dedicated I think coming from a I think coming it's from a gay from a soccer point of view. Yeah, like I think coming from a gay yeah. background, like we, we kind of almost appreciate it more. Yeah. I know there is players that have moved and stuff, but I, I think it's more a case of community and where you're from and like he's he's kind of lived the ultimate dream. Like nobody as a kid really dreams of like, you know, moving to like a, a different, different club and, yeah. and and playing for a different place mm-hmm. like they want to do it in their own community with their their friends and the people around them like that's who you want to win with and I think he's done it now everyone will always claim you know he never won the Premier League but he's still done so much and not one person's going to win the Premier League on their own so he just hasn't had the players around him to do it yeah, like, like, last year, yeah like the Premier League argument doesn't stand up because no. if you don't have the team around you you can't do it it's not like you're going to be able to like win it by yourself. So, like, so why, why were you giving out about him? It's just so obvious. <laughs> like, it's, but, like, it's a lack of effort, really, on Nando's part. It's all on. Like, well, like, I, there was plenty of heroes I could have picked from, but I thought he deserved a mention. We could have, could have waited another week. You probably would have pulled him out for his so actual last game. he's not going to like, America? Or he is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's going to yeah, America. One club, yeah. Stevie G, gone yeah. to America. One club. His boyhood dream, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, him and Robbie Keane. He always wanted to play with Robbie they're Keane. They're selling off now. Like he's he's going to come to the end of his career, so he's moving over to the States. But like he spent his whole... It's that, like, did you just have a retirement home over there for <laughs> yeah. the soccer players who live in a little village? Yeah. There's a few there's going to be a few good legends over there next year. David Villa, I think, has gone over as well. Yeah, I think he, he might be already there. I think he is. I think he yeah. was there for the start of the season. Yeah. Um, Lampard, Gerrard, they'll all be over there next year. Don't, men- don't mention coach. that other person. Lampard? Uh, no. Who? The Irish fella. That'll really set me off. <laughs> Clinton Morrison, I hear, has gone over. Yeah, not him either. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite, Robbie Keane. Yeah. The greatest international yeah. striker of all time. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> The greatest Irish player to ever live. <laughs> you make me that sick. That's an argument for another day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take about four podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my hero. So can't really argue with that. Stevie G, Liverpool legend. But also, I think, a good role model in terms of playing for a club, dedication, commitment, not leaving for money or leaving for a particular... Like, just, to... just before, he was going to sign for Chelsea. But he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, though. He still stayed loyal to his club after they won the Champions League. Nobody's gonna say <laughs> nobody's gonna say that you can't be you won't be tempted at times. But he didn't actually go, which I think says a lot about the man. Fair enough. Yeah, just because it's DVG. You're just sport, trying to argue. Like, he's <laughs> definitely one of the less irritating soccer players. Yeah, he's, he's an absolute legend. Yeah. Um, in fairness, I agree with him completely what he said about the Chelsea fans the other day. Yeah, and so. it was nice touch as well. It wasn't. A lot of players would have just said, "Oh, thanks for the ovation," and walked away. But he didn't didn't want it. Basically, no. 
and he got a nice dig in at them. Yeah, which is fair enough. It was a nice thing to show. They clapped him as he was going off the field. They gave him an awful time for the whole game, booing him and holding up signs against him. Why? And then just like because he never signed from them back then, oh. and they, he's they've had a kind it's of very petty, isn't it? Yeah, they yeah. would. They'd have a like a. Tension. They've had a lot of arguments, yeah. but between the fans and him, but. Then they all stood up and clapped him as he was coming off the field, being substituted. And after the game, he was asked, did he appreciate the standing ovation from the Jazz fans? And he just said it was nice of them to turn up for a change. Like, um, mm-hmm. like you know, he didn't really accept it, he kind of said. Yeah. But, he goes, like, they were slaughtering me all game. They cheered me for 60 seconds, and then they went back to slaughter me. Like, yeah. Goes, yeah. No, I missed them. Yeah. <laughs> just but, fair enough. Not the, not the nicest bunch of supporters either, really. No. But, uh, yeah, so that's my hero. I think that's a, a win in, in the <laughs> win column. Um, so my villain for the week, which also I don't know how you're going to argue it, but the Bocca Junior fans, actually... The what? Bocca Junior. Like, it's, bo- a, it's a team in Argentina. Argentina. Okay. So they're Soccer fans. Team. Yeah. Okay. They're playing River Plate, which is a huge derby match. Um, basically, their fans climbed over the gates. Like, they have big kind of... Uh, kind of around the pitch like you know what I mean so they can't get on yeah so the fans can't get on so they basically got onto the pitch and pepper sprayed half of the river plate team so the match had to be abandoned they're coming out after half time and they pepper sprayed basically Mm. so they had to be taken off to hospital four of them I think got taken to hospital the players match was abandoned pepper spray obviously yeah <laughs> so they're my villains so again it ties in with Castle Spectators yeah. you know yeah but we talked about the Chelsea fans being bad but I don't think they've ever pepper sprayed a team coming out in the second half so like these are just basically hooligans yeah basically yeah. you know like nothing happened during the match it's just like rivalry or there'd be a lot of hatred between the two clubs yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I think you're probably looking at say Ranger Celtic that kind of hatred like yeah it's possibly to another scale yeah again. like on a bigger scale but yeah. it's um but it, it's kind of a history of hatred it wasn't yeah, an yeah. instant or it's ingrained in them like it's yeah. ingrained in their yeah core i don't know they just seem to they're probably born like with hating river plate or hating bucket Junior. so yeah you know. like river plate were winning it was over two legs and river it was half time the second leg i think and river plate were winning one nil overall so like the game wasn't done and dusted by any stretch of the imagination but um but like they're Obviously, planning it, they brought pepper spray. Oh yeah, um, it's just for no safety reasons only. Like just, somebody just lost, <laughs> <laughs> um, lost to run themselves. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so they're my villains. Like I, again, I, I'm not seeing where you're going. Bad supporters. Yeah. Boo. The supporters are having a bad week this week. Yeah. 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 Between the Chelsea fans, <laughs> the the Giro d'Italia, and uh, the Boca Junior fans. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, no, I think I was being a bit harsh on the Chelsea fans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Really, you have to give me something. You have to give me something to bite on. Really, this is too. It's too hard. Yeah, well, pick something different. Like go back to Robbie Keane. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, I'm just like to stump you. <laughs> so come on, who have you got? Who can we argue with? Um, my hero of the week is well, Stuart Lancaster, the RFU which is the Rugby Football Union in England. Um, basically, Manu Tuolagi had was, was been charged with assaulting a police officer and Stuart Lancaster had said, if you're found guilty, you won't be going to the World Cup. And today he pleaded guilty, so he's not going to the World Cup. Now, Manu Tuolagi is one of their best players. He's an absolute wrecking ball. 
any team who plays against him has to come up with a plan to deal with him. He's a monster, a phenomenal player when he's on form. Stuart Lancaster, by taking this stance, is probably severely hindering England's chances of winning the World Cup. Um, England's rugby team have had various disciplinary issues during the years, particularly when they were in New Zealand, the last well, was the last World Cup in New Zealand, throwing dwarfs around the place. Manu Tulagi himself jumping you were off fairly upset about that as well, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I tell you, it hurt when they kept shouting, put me down, <laughs> <laughs> put me down. So they, uh, yeah, so like to take that kind of stance, and it, it's actually going to be quite. It's going to kind of tie in with my villains as well. It's how somebody is taking the right stance and somebody is not taking the right stance. Like you have to, ha- you have to draw a line. Like he's beaten, made it perfectly clear when he came into the job that discipline was a big issue for him. Yeah. And the England rugby team had a really bad name around the world. Like people didn't want to have to be dealing with them. Hotels didn't want them staying there, just wrecking places. And what are have, what are the fans saying? The supporters. There hasn't been really any backlash from it. As of yeah, like generally rugby is more well behaved, and you know, like the way, even the way the referees are with the players, it's it's like if yeah. I say this and if you do this, well, that's the rules. And then, there's more discipline in it, I think. Yeah. And not not in every case. There's obviously exceptions. Yeah, I know this it, is outside the game, but yeah, yeah. Well, he's had his issues inside the game. I remember him punching Chris Chris Ashton once. I don't yeah. know how Chris Ashton stayed in his feet, but yeah. um, like he's had his issues. Like by all by all accounts, he's supposed to be a, a lovely fella, but yeah. when he was in New Zealand at the World Cup, he jumped off a ferry that was pulling out from court. He punched Chris yeah. as or from, from I think it was pulling in. in. Was it pulling in? <laughs> I think they. I think they're just getting off uh, the boat. He just jumped off. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he jumped off the ferry. Um, Chris, the Chris Ashton thing. Where he so that was, he, that he was loses a serious control. Punch. Yeah. Occasionally yeah. as well. Occasionally, yeah. yeah. But he's like he's an absolute like monster. Like he's like one of their best players and like to take that stance against it. Yeah, and like, I, I probably I probably I probably I probably like hindrance to their chances of winning the World Cup on home soil, which only comes around once every well, maybe sort of twenty, twenty twenty four years, like they're probably will be a while before they get it again. So yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you on it, really. It's it's a it's a tough one to argue with, but yeah, it I must be hard to make that call. Yeah, and like I think yeah. you, you've kind of seen English cricket have kind of made a similar stance this week as well with Kevin Peterson. Where the whole like, thing's a bit of a circus, though. But Peterson's kind of making it a circus. Like really, Andrew Strauss has come in. Right, the history with Kevin Peterson is is that when he was playing for the team I think Andrew Strauss was actually the captain at the time and Kevin Peterson is from South Africa but he plays for England but he'd have a few friends in South Africa but he was sending text messages behind Strauss's back basically telling them how they could get him out and slagging him off and stuff like this two of the South African players so anyway this came out and he was dropped from the England team the England team then they brought him back in when they were playing the last Ashes, basically didn't really want to get involved, didn't want to know, wouldn't help out or anything. So they said, right, listen, we're done with Kevin Peterson. So, and now, all of a sudden, like, there's a clamour for him to get back in. And he has all his mates in cricket, like, tweeting about how they should be bringing him back in. And Andrew Strauss has come in as director of cricket and just gone, right, Kevin Peterson is done. Like, he's, there's a trust issue here. He's not going to be playing for England. And Kevin Peterson is like kicking up fuss, but again, like basically taking the right line towards discipline. Like that, yeah. you, you can't tolerate people doing. Like people seem to forget yeah, like, just because he's on, scoring. Just on board. Yeah, it's like just because he's a great player and he's mm. scoring runs, 
doesn't mean that he's going to be good for the team. Like there are plenty of players who are involved in that team. Alistair Cook, who's still captain from the, after the last Ashes series, like he doesn't want to have to deal with him. I I completely agree with Jen, but like I I agree they shouldn't bring him back in. But I just think they don't they haven't handled it as well and as cut and dry as they should have. No, like the rugby was straightforward. Lancaster came out and he said, "Look, Tulagi has done this. If he's found guilty, he's, that's it. He's not playing." Yeah, and now it's turned out he's admitted to it. So. Cut and dry, he's not playing. There's no, there hasn't been any issues around it. But the Peterson thing is, it is slightly. They've more turned of a into a bit of a circus. Like the, they should the have just come out straight away and said, "Look, it's not an option. We don't want him in the team. That's it." Yeah. Good like luck. The new, the new chairman came in a couple of months ago, and he kind of said a few things that, like, might have suggested that Peterson could be back playing, and kind of said to Peterson, "Well, you probably need to do this." to get back into the England team. So Peterson was kind of doing what he was told. But Andrew Strauss has come in as director of cricket only in the past few days, which actually they made an absolute mess of it because they sacked the previous manager or the previous coach, Peter Moores, while they were playing against Ireland in Malahide. It came out that he was being sacked. He was still there coaching the team at the time. So like, yeah, this new chairman seems to have made an absolute PR mess of it. Yeah, so moving on. Moving on. What are you? What are we onto? Was that that was your hero? That was my hero. Even though he spent most of the time giving out. Yeah. Right to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, the next one is the NFL. Oh, your favorite sake. topic. Yeah. My favorite topic. They yeah. must be your hero villain. Like they must be one or the other every week. Next, I think. I think. Next, I think this is. You have to come up with something. This is. Yeah. This is to do. This is to do with uh, an issue called Deflate Gate. Which Deflate, do you know about? It? Yeah, I know about it. Yeah. Right. So basically, it's most overblown thing I've ever heard about. Underblown, actually. <laughs> yeah, sorry for the one there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, in the championship last year, not the NFL, the one before that, I don't know, what, is it the AFC? Where? Playoff. Yeah, the playoff, the AFC playoff. New England were playing the Indianapolis Colts. So it was a, a wet day. So they, they're saying that the New England Patriots deliberately, they, both teams bring a set of balls that they use. They're saying that New England deliberately deflated the balls on their team because they're easier for Tom Brady, to, who's the quarterback, to throw and they're easier for the players to catch because they're softer in wet conditions. So this all came out anyway. And what they're after doing is they're after banning Tom Brady, saying that he was probably aware of what was actually, uh, that the balls were being so deflated. they've banned the player. They've banned the quarterback. They're saying that he was probably aware They've banned him for four matches. Probably aware that they deflated the balls. But he probably was. My point is, is that this is the same people who banned a fella for definitely trying to deflate his girlfriend's head for two <laughs> matches. And they're banning him for four matches. Like For deflating a ball when he probably wasn't even the person who deflated it. Oh, he, No, he wouldn't have deflated yeah. it. It would have been the gear, but the gear, the equipment guys. But, like, they're so... It's just, so, so it just shows how, mar- how morally yeah. screwed... The NFL is. Yeah. I, I, I think you're talking. You're talking oranges and apples here. Like you're talking about something that happened off the field, outside of football, nothing to do with the NFL itself. And you're talking about something that actually involved cheating in a game. But it's still like governed by the NFL. Like the NFL still ruled on it. They did, they banned but, Ray Rice for knocking his girlfriend out in a lift for two matches. I I understand and that, but it's it's they banned Tom Brady for four matches. But this is that's, insane. That's like I could see why someone like they wouldn't really want to get involved in that as much as they should. I'm not saying a person that does that should be involved in the NFL or should be 
like allowed to do that. He should be in jail for what he's done. So, I mean, that should be the reason why he's not allowed to play football because it's a legal matter. I'm just saying that they can't, like, they're dealing with. But why did an he issue. get any ban then? I know, but why are we just, like, I, I think just the comparison that Ian's using isn't really, like, we're going down a whole road of, like, morals and people beating people and, like, it's not, it's nothing to do with the game itself. Like, you're talking about Deflate Gate, which is actually about cheating to win a match, is what they're saying. So I can see more how they're determining, based on their rules and what the rules are in the NFL, I can understand how they're determining a game ban for doing something like that than, beating your wife but it's, still, but it's still being governed by the same people they're still applying their rules to the mm. bands so like they're banning show me for, the rule where it says you get how many games for beating your wife in the lift but it's a disciplinary commission that they have that so they've so they've banned him for two games for like knocking his wife what, what, his are, what are the disciplinary like committee using as their guidelines you know what I mean like if, if you're talking you're talking about someone breaking the rules of the game but they can't even prove that he actually did do anything to deflate the ball so like they're saying he probably they're nearly sure that he had something to do but they're not quite sure but they're banning him for four matches like there's no way like it's just my like my complaint isn't like I'm not saying they're villains because oh. they're banning him for four matches and I'm not saying like that's not my was well, not easier the for villain, the other quarterback to catch the football as well they changed balls oh, they changed. yeah okay. so Andrew Luck was using properly pumped up balls but it's like and Tom Brady is known for liking his balls to be <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know when the rest of that sentence is gone <laughs> sorry can we yeah. please I'd like to know where you're getting your sources start the whole thing again now <laughs> So in what what way does Tom Brady like his balls? Light, <laughs> soft, <laughs> strokes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Right. Anyway, no, I'm not giving you no, this now. No, no. The thing is, is that the like why they're villains is because they're so morally corrupt. Like if they're so morally, the, the flipped, like the yeah, no, yeah. It's just like that they're willing to ban someone for four games for deflating an American football. As opposed to like banning someone, like they should say they banned Adrian Peterson indefinitely because he had a case pending against him for assaulting his son, yeah. like which is fine, and that's probably the way they should have gone with Ray Rice initially. But because Ray Rice was one of their biggest players, they were there going right. We can't risk. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. No, sorry, no. no. Like, I, like, you, this is nuts. This is like, like, you're bringing up, like, oh, the only reason they're your villains is because you're bringing up stuff from, like, last year. Do you know what I mean? Like, what they've actually done this year isn't really that bad. They've ba- tried to ban a player for probably cheating. Listen, they're got, they're got, like, they're got, he's going to appeal it, they're going to lose the appeal. Probably. Because the, because the words probable, probably were used in the accusation. They're, they re- don't really have a leg to stand on. But, I don't see how they're a villain for trying to ban. Your real reason for sitting here and saying that they're a villain, what they did this week was try to punish someone for cheating, and you're actually making them a villain for it. But there's not. You're, you're never happy though. Cheated. One minute you're saying they're not banning people enough. Now you're saying they're banning people Tom too Brady. much. Tom Brady is like the greatest quarterback who, ever. Who no. went and said that the ball had been deflated? Well, it was the, the your man in charge of the NFL, who's. Come out and said it. Like, well, no, they had a they had an inquiry into it. 
I just can't carry on with this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> You're just thinking about Tom Brady's balls. <laughs> Who held the ball? Yeah. Did they feel them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, just no, I can't even talk about this anymore. It just can't go anywhere serious. Yeah, I don't even know. Can we talk about swimming or something that doesn't have a ball? Or... <laughs> the swimmers still have. Yeah. Water polo. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right then. So, Inge loses again this week. It's nonsense, I won. When did we decide I lost? I decided. Oh, it doesn't go. matter. I wasn't <laughs> listening. Right. Uh, we'll finish up with the heroes and villains and we'll move on. This week sees the start properly of the All-Ireland Football Championship. And we have some cracking games to look forward to. Yeah, it's actually like it's it's a great start to it. Like looking at it, I know we kind of have a competition where we pick all the winners between yeah. us. But like it was a tough week. It wasn't uh, wasn't straightforward. No, like normally you'd sort of kick off at the first week and it's mm. straightforward enough. C- can I ask a question actually to the two is before we start? Like, like you just said, even your even your opening sentence was that the football championship kicks off this week, but it doesn't. Football championship has already kicked off. I know, I know, I know. It's but, New York. But this is not, like, this is it. Like, it, I think it's a good, like, it's it's something that should be discussed. Like, should New York still be in the championship? Like, I know it's a, like, everyone likes to be all-inclusive and everything, but there is teams over in the US. They have their own leagues. They have tournaments. There's teams in Europe. There's teams in Australia. There's teams in Asia. There's teams basically everywhere. Um, I, I think there's, I think I researched it recently. There's, like, 12 teams in China. Do you know what I mean? So, like, why... We're going to be supplying a player to them pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Why, why are we... Uh, why are New York still in the championship when really they're just getting beaten every year? Like, London have the chance to play in the league every year because they're so close. And there's a good argument for them being in the championship because, like, I, they're paying week on week at that level. I'd say something much deeper than that got to do with tourism and deals and yeah like to be honest with you i can understand london they're playing in the league and generally they'd have a settled squad during the year new york basically play one game a year maybe mm. do they even go into the qualifiers they probably do actually. no they don't go into qualifiers no because no. half their team can't come to ireland because they're, they, they're illegal in the u.s and, and they'll get kicked out like new york's Top scorer, I think, against Galway was PJ Banville, who was playing. He played for Wexford for a yeah. number of years. He was a good player, but like New York football, I think, is notorious for like I'd say say we're looking at Galway Leitrim. Galway say Galway beat Leitrim. What you're looking at is probably that week. A lot about eight or nine of Leitrim squad are going to get a phone call. Would you like to come out here? Like the lads who are in college or whatever. Would you like to come over and? to New York Leitrim will go out to play in the qualifiers they probably will be missing half their side when they're playing in the qualifiers so like they're right they're really going to gain nothing from this year but like yeah New York football is notorious for flying players in and covering their costs should we say I think there's a yeah that's kind of more in the league itself like in the the US league but um, I think like for them to just be involved in the championship, I think it's just it's becoming a waste of time. Like I know you might be saying it's it's probably good on the US side, but in Ireland it's doing nothing. Like no one even paid any heed to the fact Galway went over there two weeks ago. Ian just said the championship's launching this week. Most people think the championship does start. Like like I said, we've a competition with with some people that we we pick the winners every week. But 
Like we didn't even start it two weeks ago. Yeah. We just gave everyone a point for Galway going to win. So like it's I I I, I think it's time maybe just to to leave them out, bring them over for a challenge game, bring the All Stars over for a challenge game mm-hmm. every year. But like it's just it's not even a holiday for for teams going over anymore because Galway are going over and they have a big championship match in two weeks. So yeah. they're they're just going over. It's hassle really for them I'm sure yeah like they're probably just giving lads a run out over there you know yeah. um, and then they probably have to an, struggle an, to keep an, them off the beer a publicity stunt uh, one of these tourism type links that they sign up to right? uh, no like listen they've been doing it for years yeah like, but this yeah. is I mean like, it's one of these traditional yeah like to be honest with you it, does, it doesn't have that much of an effect on the championship I don't see why they, why we throw them out like if they're in it for so long let them stay in it unless they volunteer to drop out but I don't think it's going to happen and I don't think they're going to be asked to leave either I'm saying draw them out I know you're saying draw them out <laughs> well they're not going to win anyway like, so you never know like they I, might get a result like I'm just trying to put my optimism into this now <laughs> it's not like you <laughs> yeah. I know I'm full of optimism Seen an optimism now what about the actual games coming up? We've got Toronto. Oh, so you're saying that wasn't a proper game then? <laughs> <are you? laughs> well, we've, we've got Galway coming up, like yeah. Galway and Leitrim. Like Galway should cruise past Leitrim. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's that's the mate. that that that'll be them playing twice in two weeks, where Dublin probably aren't out for another seven or eight weeks, and Galway have had two matches down this yeah. weekend. Dublin, or well, sorry, Leitrim and Galway. Uh, I'm gonna. I think Galway will win kind of this year. I think Mayo look a shadow of what they have looked. They seem to struggle a bit through the league. Now, I know they got a couple of players back, but I remember watching Galway last year and I thought, like, another year to these lads could be prop- could be seriously good. Kevin Walsh is their manager. He's a good player. So, I think they'd be my pick for Connacht. So, yeah, I definitely expect them to cruise past Leitrim. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd go with Mayo for Connacht still, maybe. But I do think you're right, Galway are on the way up. But And, and I, I think... You can't discount Ross Common. No, I think, I think after I think, qualifying for Division One. Yeah, year. like for once, for this time, for like this year, I think that Connacht could be one of the most, well, probably the most interesting province to watch. So, um, yeah, so I'll go for Galway in that one. Castle, Galway or Leitrim? Oh, Galway. Yeah. Yeah. No hesitation there at all. <laughs> I thought, well. I don't really know Leitrim and there's probably a reason. <laughs> yeah, there is a reason. Yeah. I used to think Leitrim wasn't a real place. I'd never met anyone from Leitrim. I'd never been through it. I'd never heard of any places in it. So just, like the county you forget when you're filling in uh, yeah. the map. I uh, thought it was just, uh, like, I town. never even knew where it was on the map. What was like, the county that only had one traffic light or something? I think it might have been Leitrim. That was yeah. Leitrim, yeah. 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 Or they only got or it. they only got their first yeah. traffic light. Yeah. They're all still standing. Probably taking it out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's broken. Still red. <laughs> Wait for the filter, right? <laughs> they only install red. No one knows how it works. It turns green. They just stare at it. They're all colour <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, We better move on in case someone from Leitrim is actually listening. Um, Carlo and Leash. Um, tighter game, but I think Leash. Yeah, Carlo seemed to be making a few strides there a few years ago, but no, they just seem to have gone backwards. Yeah, Leash, Leash probably gave Dublin their toughest test before they lost it last year. I think that was like, Leash stayed with, or Leash could have been leading or were with them right up at the time. Mm. So, yeah, Leash, definitely for that one. Leash and Carlo. You're on for Leash. You're on for Leash, so. <laughs> I'll go for Carlo. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> for the for jerseys. Just, 
Just for the crack. Just for their jerseys. Mm. Um, awfully Longford. This is going to be tight. This is going to be really tight. Now, they both in Division 4. I think Offaly beat them in the league final. Yeah. But, but Longford they, actually finished ahead of them in, in the, the league. In they, the league they were already so. promoted. Mm. Um, and I think... I just I have it in my head that Longford could have, once they were promoted, could have said, right, put in a heavy training block now before... Mm. Coming yeah. into the championship, they'd already they beat they'd already beaten Offaly in the league. I think they'd beaten them before that as well this year. So the, the only thing swaying me towards Offaly is that it's it's in Tullamore, yeah. um, which which will give them an edge, and that's the only reason why I kind of got leaned towards Offaly. But I think Longford are going to push them all the way, and Longford can be big and physical. Physical, they can be tough side yeah. to play against. You know, like it's a very hard one to call. I know in picks so I picked Longford uh, but I think it could go either way yeah I picked Offaly but yeah, it's, it's I, I kind of half regretted it I, I was tempted by Longford yeah. uh, I'll stick with Offaly I, I, I just think that like Offaly beat him well in the league final and I think it could have been a false result I don't like yeah I think Longford could be waiting for them waiting in the long grass yeah I'll go for Longford um, Loud Westmead <laughs> terrible what I was copying you alright yeah. <laughs> um, this is going to be another very close game it's hard to call to be honest I don't like either team but no. like as in I don't think either of them are going to do anything this year West, but, but Westmead have won a first round match in about 7 years so yeah like I picked Westmead in the selections but I think I should I probably think should have gone with Loud I think Loud are missing Loud are missing players are they yeah, like some of our top lads have retired and a few others have left, so I think... New blood, new life. Yeah. They're bo- they both had bad leagues as well. Like, I think, I know Westmead, are, I think, are division ahead of Loud. I think Westmead are division two, but near the I bottom... I they got it. relegated to division two, and I think Loud got relegated to division four, possibly. So yeah, Westmead relegated to division, division three. three. Yeah, 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 sorry. Where I'll go Westmead, but... Oh, I'll come for a draw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good call. Like, it could be, yeah. yeah. But that's actually, um, like, I think it could be. The I'm worst. only picking Westmead really because they were playing in Division Two. Yeah, I think it could be the worst game over the weekend. The worst yeah. standard. About, I think both teams just on a downer. I don't see any positives for either of them. But kind of put I, them up there with New York, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they should send them over to New York to play them. Round robin. Um, next up. The big one, Donegal Tyrone, which is an absolute whopper match yeah. to start kick off with. Um, I like. A, I mean, Donegal will be in the top three this year. Oh, I don't I know. Think. I think. <coughs> sorry, without Jimmy there, I think they. I don't think they'll be as good. Um, be better than Tyrone. Yeah, I think they'd be better than Tyrone. Um, I know. Watching them in the league semi final, they. I don't even think they cared about it. They were nearly laughing, walking around the place like Cork scored four goals on them, and Donegal were just sauntering around the place. Didn't like nobody scores four goals in Donegal on a normal day. So I think you can probably scratch that game. Um, they didn't seem too bothered. I think they were just happy to have one extra game, and we're just going to say, "Right, we're done with that. Let's move on. Um, let's start preparing for Tyrone." I think I'd fancy Donegal to beat them, and you know, like they have too much firepower. Did Tyrone draw three matches in the league? Or they did they lose? How how did they do in the 
They were kind of yeah. down near. They were they were down near the bottom of the league, Division One. But I'm yeah. not sure. I wasn't really paying yeah. attention to their results. I really. was listening to something. On it. I don't know whether you were saying them. They were sat in the middle, or it was just like they hadn't like lost by loads. Yeah, yeah. It had been three fairly close games. Tight I games. think. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's it's going to be a tough game for the all entire round. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. neither team are going to fancy. There's no better time to come, when you've had a bad league. Like, there's no better time to come back in the championship yeah. kind of. like Donegal I think what differentiates them between the other northern teams who play the kind of blanket defence is that they actually have serious firepower up front yeah. mm. so if you do feed the ball if you do get the ball into their forwards they can't hurt you it's probably Paddy McBrearty has been around the panel for five years now but six years but he's still only like 23, 24 yeah. like he, yeah. if he steps up to the plate and, he, and it's about time that he did like he was a superstar when he was a kid like if he steps up to the plate, then Donegal will be a serious proposition. Yeah, I think Donegal will win now, but I'm hoping that Tyrone come out with a bit of fight in the matter. Like those matches being so close in the league and losing or drawing. Yeah, like Tyrone, maybe they draw one last two. Tyrone just won the or the sorry, all Ireland under twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So. that's what I'm hoping they come out with a bit of life in them because they're sick of being beaten by small margins. Yeah, I don't like. I don't think anyone's gonna hammer. No, like, way, like you, you probably got them as well. Looking at like they would have looked at this fixture right from the start of the season and mm. gone, you know, we've got Donegal. But they would have been quite happy to ride off that league campaign. You know, they were they were working on a plan. I think the whole time to build towards this Donegal side. And while I do think Donegal will win it, it's, there is an upset there. Do you know what I mean? Like Donegal, I don't think will be quite as strong as they were last year. And if if Tyrone have been just working on a plan to beat them in this first round. It's it could be a cracking game on Sunday. Really looking forward to it actually. Yeah, like it's a shame it's actually not a bit further into the championship. You yeah, know? but it's a good one to sort of kick it yeah. off. You know, like everyone's going to want to watch that game. You, yeah. you need a big game early on to get the get the juices flowing. You know. Get, yeah, it's just like a shame that one of them is going to have to like go through the qualifiers now. So I tell you, I wouldn't fancy meeting them in the qualifiers either. No, definitely not. I think Ulster is going to be uh, well. It's always seriously competitive. Got Monaghan who are sitting there who did well against Dublin in the league semi final. Armagh seem to be coming back into some sort of form again. Like they seem to have found some good new players, so it's going to be really, really tough. I think you're probably looking at Donegal, Tyrone, Armagh, and Monaghan. I think the winner will come from those four, which are the, not the usual sort of big four up there. But um, yeah, one of them's gone after this weekend. Interesting. Probably Tyrone. Well, <laughs> I'm picking Donegal anyway. I think we should, yeah. we should probably pretty much finish it there I think we're, we're the excitement for this weekend is building with this uh, start of the championship and even next week I think all the club matches are the club championship in Dublin is kind of getting yeah. really going after the, the post games championship next week as well that's right big game guys. big game for you yeah, if we can. same for same for yeah. most of the teams in Brogue next week are yeah. going to be involved so in championship it's, it's weird because our championship usually doesn't start so much later on yeah so. that's good mm. championship season is coming around yeah, just when it all gets no interesting. Pressure. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. You can report back next week. That's how he's got on. Yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See if the referee sends me off. Yeah, again. <laughs> Did you get sent off the last day? No. You've actually been very well behaved this I year. Have, I have been well behaved this year. Because he's had his daughter on the sideline most days. Yeah. Yeah. I've only talked about hitting the referee once this <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you can. Stop talking about Cover your ears. balls. We can move on. <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah. Oh, what a way we, to come we, back. We should wrap oh it up. Oh, my God. 
Ian going home to think about <laughs> Tom how Brady. Tom Brady likes his ball. <laughs> right then. Um, we'll leave it there. So, yeah. <laughs> um, this has been the Dugout Podcast. Um, you can catch us on the dugout.ie, on Twitter at the Dugout Dublin, and on Facebook. Um, so that's all from me, Orla. Me, Anthony. And from me, Ian. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.